My name is Chris Nizak, and I am playing Jameson Cree, the Prismatic Mage, and I am from Misdirected Mark Productions. I'm Brett B. from uh, Gaming and BS. I am playing big, brawny, very loyal family member Corby, the male fighter. I'm Tom from Knights of the Night. I'm playing Kelsey Fenn, the older sister to Corby. Hi, this is Kevin Lovecraft. Someone once was nice enough to say that I'm the glue between gaming and BS and misdirected Mark. I am playing Ashani Fenn. I'm Emily from She's a Super Geek, and I am your game master for this venture through the world of Avanti. From the Wednesday evening podcast all-stars, Avanti, Glitter, and Blood. So, I know it feels like uh, we've been down below the ocean for a long time, but uh, there is a good uh, uh, half hour or more... This is... They, they spent a long time with the dolphin wizard Tina because she had answers that no one else had answers to. She also had questions that uh, nobody else could question because she knew answers and they led to different questions. And anyway, just just hang in with the story. There There's an awful lot of uh, exposition coming up and, well... Tina ain't everything she seems to be. I, she's she is a dolphin. Don't don't get me wrong about that. But there's a a whole other twist to her tale that is yet to be uncovered. And our heroes want to make sure they can appease the treasure-seeking eye of the captain before they go up. So there's plenty for them to explore down here. And don't worry, we'll move on soon. The way we approached the gargoyles was with care. We wished, if at all possible, to save those who have been changed. We, We couldn't, which was unfortunate, but we tried. So you must know from that method alone that we're not simply going to come in blindly and assume that she's evil. But we still need something to help us deal with her level and scale of power. And she will motion with a fin to the swordfish. The swordfish does, in fact, uh, swim off. Uh, Digs around through some things and comes back with four cloaks that are navy blue. One's a little bit shorter than the rest, and one's a little bit taller than the rest. That one's mine. Why do you want the tall one? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Fortunately, I believe I am too far aged to accompany you. So I would like to grant you these cloaks. They are the cloaks of manta rays. And you will be able to breathe underwater with them. I can also, uh, I can also give you... A guide. Can it be the swordfish? That's that's exactly what it is. It's a swordfish. Yes. Oh, yes. Nice. And she puts a fin on the swordfish, who kind of like nods eagerly, and and she says the this this fish has not been given a, a common name, and would be would be happy to uh, to respond to a name of, of your choice. And while she does not speak common she does understand it and she will be able to guide you 
to to Haven and to the the underwater entrances therein. Let's go with Saber. All right then, she is christened Saber. These are wondrous gifts. I have a question for you, Madam Squeaky 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 Squeaky. Yes. Who is the Ocean Keeper? That's a good question. I am, or I was. All right, have a good time. The exit's that way. So we should all hail you? What, what do you mean, all hail? That's what the little people say. Uh-huh. You're saying that you were, as in it, it's a title or a position? You don't know what the Ocean Keeper is? Apparently not. Nope. It's a story passed down from generation to generation. You see, at the beginning of time... Mayim had this beautiful vision that those who swam in the sea and that those who walked on land would work together in harmony and peace. And, well, that's not what we did (laughs) for a long time. And so she found someone who was as connected to the sea as to the land. She found a dragonborn sailor who was called Lucky Star because she always was able to find her way wherever she was going. And upon the blessing of Maim, she became the first ocean keeper, dedicated to keeping those who were swimming and those who were walking in harmony. And since then, for however long it's been, the title of ocean keeper has been passed down from keeper to apprentice. So, and your apprentice was... Uh, I didn't have an apprentice. Um, I wasn't the ocean keeper for that long. How did you not, how did you lose the title of ocean keeper? Oh, I died. Kelsey, she's not dead. She's lying to us. No, she might have been dead. She seems better, though. I assume somebody brought you back to life. Well, I was young. And foolish. And scared. Okay, none of these are either dead or brought back. I don't quite understand the story here. What? Are you undead? No, no, I'm not undead. I'm just not dead. So... But you were dead. Not all dolphins are as smart as um, those who study magic and... And well, my my race believes that the the greatest um, the greatest purpose one has is to become the ocean keeper. Oh. Hold on one second. I, I Did you just say the greatest, greatest purpose, purpose one has? Is to... <laughs> awesome. Oh come on! Oh, I knew something I, was fishy. Eight pun damage. <laughs> Something's fishy here. And so when 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 uh, Dela wanted to wanted to retire as the ocean keeper. Uh, she she bestowed it upon me, and uh, the dolphin turns around, and you see what on a humanoid would be an anklet, but around her is a, a it's a bracelet around her tail, basically, and it has a large some sort of blue colored gem that has the the mark of Maim on it, which is two waves that kind of look like hands about to come together, and it's glowing very. Very faintly. I was made the Ocean Keeper just days before the Stone Fiends came. They weren't alone. There was something else, something that sought out myself and 
and struck me down. None of the magic I had studied, none of the guards I had around me could could stop it. I was afraid. I was afraid that this place would collapse. I was afraid that I would completely fail, that because I had no apprentice, that there would be no, no further ocean keepers. As I approached the gates to the far sea, I was met by Zul, uh, the goddess of chaos, right? You've heard of her, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. That yeah. makes this story a lot easier. So you know, of course, that she's banned from the ocean. Yes. Right. Chaos and ocean bad. Right. I, lear- I learned that. I learned that in school with Kelsey. Because Maim alone is the is the ruler of the ocean, and ne- neither chaos nor order is allowed to come. Zul had a an exchange for me. She said that she would send me back. She would destroy whatever was in the water that was uh, tearing this place apart. All I had to give her was my vision. Okay, so this is why she's blind. Yes, thank you. That's why I'm blind. Oh, crap. But <laughs> are you loud. or are you not the ocean keeper? It's not just my vision oh, she got. She got everything I had seen. All of the secret water magic that had been hidden from her for generations. And I don't know what she's been doing with it. I'm not sure how long it's been. But I had to come back and relearn everything. And if it wasn't for the uh, this sign of the of the ocean keeper that was still sort of partially magical, I probably wouldn't have been able to to arrange these fish to be my eyes to have the bubble charm going. It's been a really really long time. I've been alone for a really long time. I've thought about this for a really long time, and I should have said no, but I didn't. Yeah, that does seem like that was a very poor choice. It is possible that Dela is still the Ocean Keeper. I don't know if it reverted to her, or I don't know if it went on to someone else, or perhaps she trained another apprentice. So I was the Ocean Keeper. For like two days, apparently? It was like a week. Thank you. I think, I think, what, I think whoever the Ocean Keeper is now is, is more chaotic than anything else. I mean, this is, it's not good. I mean, if their fundamental job is to keep peace between land and sea, they're not really doing a great job here. No, it's. I, I think it's like a it's like a weird merging of chaos and and everything else. I don't. This isn't good because whomever the ocean keeper is now is like trying to turn the whole world into ocean. Well, there's a whole other problem with this also, which is that apparently the goddess, the god of chaos, Zul has access to magic that the God of Chaos is not supposed to have access to. All of the Ocean Keeper's magic. And if that means that the God of Chaos can now be within or around or on the seas, that spells a lot of trouble for uh, you, my friend. And I look at Ashani, because your goddess, Maim, probably doesn't appreciate that very much. I know I don't appreciate it much. And yes, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure she is... Not happy with that situation. I barely understand it enough to appreciate it. In penance, I have stayed here and and relearned all of that magic, hoping that one day Dela would send the adventurers and that I would be able to help them. But if it's true, if you said that she died 150 years ago, then well, that's what we that, mean, that's what we've heard, right, Kelsey? I mean, we don't know that she's really dead. That's just the story. I, I look right at Jameson. I don't. What, what do you want to do? You're smart. I think we should do what we intended to do before, which is go to the moving island, which is supposedly within the hurricane, go at it from beneath it, get 
onto the island and deal with whatever is causing that storm to try to wipe out our island. But wait, there's a storm trying to wipe out the islands? That's why we are going to Haven, because there is a storm that is supposedly surrounding it. Oh, no. Do you know something about this? Is this magic that you're aware of? Is it just a regular storm, or is it like a hurricane? It's a hurricane. Oh, then no, I know nothing about it. There's the door. Thanks for coming. What if it was just a regular storm? (laughs) Then I still know nothing about it. There's the door. Thanks for coming. She's a terrible Uh, liar, Kelsey. She's like worse than me. All right. One moment here. I'm going to start needing some uh, diplomacy and or persuasion roles. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to persuade her. I'm just talking to us. I don't even have a prayer at that. You could intimidate. No, no, no. I don't intimidate fish. Yeah, I mean, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tina, Tina was the ocean keeper and the, and the power transferred from her. To somebody. We don't know who. All right. But if we could figure out how the power transfer happens... Is there a chance we could take it from the current open uh, ocean keeper and deprive her of the power and somehow stop her that way? Jameson looks at Kelsey and Jameson thinks for a second. He's like, I'm not really sure how the magic works. And then I look at Tina. Is that a possibility? You wouldn't be the first to try and drain power from an ocean keeper. But I mean, people have been sort of only more or less successful with that. I mean, didn't it work? For you? Didn't they take the power from you? I died. And so the power was was removed from me sort of because I died. It wasn't a uh, um an an active transfer like b- between a um a keeper and her apprentice. It was more like, okay, I'm dead. I look at Ashani. I'm like, Ashani, do you know anything about this? It sounds like some sort of blessing that Mayim would give to her, one of uh, her servants. Is Mayim's a, a she, I assume, right? She can be. All right. Uh, I look at Ashani and I say, the, the Ocean Keeper, this blessing that seems to be from Mayim, your god, is, do you know anything about it and how it works? Well, I will try a religion roll for that. I thought we'd been over this before and I didn't know anything, but uh, 12. You know that Mayim is known to give blessings to her favored servants, whether they are clerics or sailors or any sort of generalized job category. But you, you're you not sure about the specific blessings uh, of the Ocean Keeper because normally blessings don't transfer, you know? It's kind of like upon you and then done. So, no, Jameson, I really don't know anything about this history of the Ocean Keeper and how that relates really to Mayim and, well, obviously the one true religion of the sea. I'm not sure how this transfer is normally carried out or what options there are. It's just that I've heard in the past of gods revoking power that they've granted if the person strays from the path. And it it certainly sounds like the case here, doesn't it? Well, let's assume that this isn't power that a god has granted them. This is power yeah. that can be passed from person to person. Because what you just said makes total sense to me. It seems like if that was a thing, Mayim could just take the power back. But in this case, it doesn't seem that Mayim can. This sounds like this power passes from person to person. Or Mayim has chosen not to for some reason. And Thank it's up you. to us to protect our own world. 
Thank you. Just because Mayim can do something doesn't mean she is. Or will. Well, Tina, then, would you please explain that to us, silly, uninformed land dwellers, how the power of the Ocean Keeper works with your gracious and magnanimous and intelligence? Yeah, go ahead and, and roll a schmoozing roll. Let's see. Anybody uh, want to aid me? Do not garlic butter up the fish. Ashanti <laughs> could potentially help you, right? Unless it's strictly a charisma roll, I could help you with that. I mean, I'm not even trained in persuasion. That's why I was hoping somebody so I could get at least advantage on the roll. Well, I can assist you then because I am trained in persuasion. As as am I. Which of you is going to say something? Oh, I'm already speaking, so. There you go. I'll just go with a, a 22. That'll give you advantage, Jameson. So is that based on all the stuff you've already said then? Or is there something else that you say? No, that's, that's based primarily on, on what I've already said, which you could just spin off of it. Uh, I got a 22. All right, that's that's much better than your first roll of a nine. Good thing I had advantage. There's an elaborate um, ritual that passes the power from one to the other. And it is, it is done through a gem or other important object that has been inscribed with the marking of Mayim. It is done in the Aquian tongue. And it, it's almost like a laying on of, of hands. And the master's sort of symbol of power, whatever that is, goes dark. And then the apprentice's lights up. And then that person is the ocean keeper. Could you teach us this ritual? No, it's one of the things I've forgotten. It's And it's not written down anywhere. Not in that library full of all kind of books? Well, I don't know. Did you burn anything down? No, that never happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Sorry, didn't, no. We didn't burn everything down so much as to ash. Well, not, wait, <laughs> not wait, everything. Same thing. Yeah, the, the stone is totally It's just one section. The stone is just charred. The ritual is passed down from from keeper to apprentice. It's not written anywhere because it would be too dangerous. So the entire cycle has basically been broken. All the traditions are, are sundered at this point, right? Everything that was supposed to happen has been just broken from, you know, master to servant is all just smashed and destroyed. So we're this is like absolute chaos at this point. Uh, not the wording I would choose, but yes. See, Kelsey, I'm smart sometimes. I was impressed. I mean, I haven't known you for very long, but that might have been the smartest thing you've said this entire campaign. I'm pretty sure it has been, actually. I'll sit down slowly. Oh, Kelsey just nods. You're underwater, Corby. That doesn't matter. I will float. Explain I'll- how you sit down smugly underwater. Oh, <laughs> very slowly. You have the giant armor, right? Yes. <laughs> I, fl- I float. I float, attempting to look smug, but probably flailing a little bit when the ground doesn't come up to meet me as quick as it should. We have a path that we can take. I mean, we can leave and we can go to Haven, or at least what we think is Haven, because that's what we were given. But we don't really have any other avenue at the moment, and. It doesn't seem like there's anything that we can find out because there's nothing that seems obvious to me. Is there? Is there anybody have something else to say about that? That seems to me the logical choice of what we need to do. But I'd like to say that on the trip, on the way there, that we might ask Ashani to do a little research. Because if we can do at least something to grab the attention, that start the, 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 the ritual, something that will just occupy the Ocean Keeper's attention, distract her, as it were. That's got to be a huge benefit for us. That is a great idea. How do we start? According to what we just heard is the ritual doesn't exist anywhere. Let's take a half an hour 
let's have Ashani go through the library, look for any books that are, are even the least bit helpful. We'll take them with us and she can research as we go along. Maybe she'll find something. We do that then. So Ashani's watching Kelsey and Jameson go back and forth on this and watching Tina. And I want to use insight to get a feel for if I can tell if she's been holding back information from us or trying to lead us down a wrong path, perhaps. 25. Ooh, nice. You feel intense sadness coming from Tina and regret. You don't think she's holding anything back on purpose? She's fairly ashamed of, because she's the one who is essentially responsible for, for breaking this generation-long change of, of keeper-to-apprentice um, traditions. Okay, so before I head back over to the library with everyone, just going to look at her one more time, and is there anything else you can do to help us so we can fix this problem, which unwittingly, perhaps, that you helped bring about? So I'm applying the guilt screws on top uh-huh. of everything else. There's one thing. Mm-hmm. You could you could take my marker of the Ocean Keeper. Would that be the bracelet type thing around your tail? Yes, my tailet. How would that help us? Or is it the sort of thing where we'll know when the time is right? Or You may. If, if you are truly being led by Mayim, perhaps she can use that as some sort of a homing beacon. Or it would just give you at least an understanding of what this the, these tokens look like so that if you st- come across another one, you would be able to recognize it. That does sound helpful, Tina. If you'd be willing to part with that, I think it sounds like it would be useful on this important quest. She looks very sad and sort of turns around so that you can remove that uh, that piece of jewelry. And as soon as you do, the two silverfish that are acting as her eyes swim off. She turns around you. Her eyes are glassy. And she seems to be able trying to communicate with you, but you can't understand her. And she just kind of... Looks very sad, a dolphin in the water. Kind of swims back over to the fainting couch where she was before and lays down. We just crippled her. Do we have to cripple her? Could we, could we, we could return it after, after the uh, library montage, right? Kelsey, look at her. She's, she's so miserable. I know. I've never seen a sad fish before. That's, that's really sad. I don't want to sound too harsh here. Kelsey, if you're making fun of me, but, I'm going to pop you. I'm no, really mad. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, There's consequences yes. to actions. This is one of the consequences mm-hmm. of her actions and inactions. And, Doesn't mean that we can't try to put it right later, yeah. but I think there's a greater cause here we're driving towards. I, I understand that. It's just okay. she is clearly making a sacrifice here, and we're just honoring that. It begins to grow dim. Jameson would shed a tear if he could, but we're in the middle of water, and he looks sad, and he turns, and he kind of walks out of the room. All right, Ashani, if you need me to carry some books, I'm with you. Can I get perception checks from people? I got a 14. 23. Ashani and Jameson, you you realize that it's kind of a little bit harder to breathe. Are the bubbles getting smaller? Cloak, 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 hood up. Oh, yeah. Put my cloak on. You get the cloaks up just in time for... Yeah, I think that... that I don't know. Would, For your bubbles to pop. Would oh. you call it a bracelet or, you know, whatever she was wearing? We can call it tail. a bracelet, yeah. Dad clearly had 
powers we were unaware of. Clearly. Yeah, we might want to return that as soon as possible. Or it acted, maybe um, you magic users might think of it as, you know, a, a wand or an orb to focus power. But you might want to get out. I mean, if you're going to go back into the um, into the library, you might want to act on that. Yes. You're not yeah. sure if the magic that holds the doors is going to, um, or the magic that makes the doors work will hold. Yes, let's let's do this quickly. Um, while Ashani is looking through the books, looking for anything that could be helpful to her, I pull Jameson aside. Um, one of the things I noticed uh, when Tina was talking was that she mentioned the the monsters that we destroyed, the, the stone creatures, but but mm-hmm. she also mentioned other other things that happened here and other creatures. Is it possible that this area has still got issues other than, other than the ones we've resolved already? It might. I, I haven't seen anything to otherwise indicate that. I mean, I would ask Tina, but apparently that's not an option right now. No, it is not. That poor, poor dolphin. I'm going to help Ashani look for these books, though, Kelsey. I mean, we should we should do that and then get out of here, because I'm not sure how well the magic of this place will hold up now that Tina's not in control of the bracelet. It seems to have some sort of connection to this place or to the magic sustaining this place. I attempt to help as well, looking for anything that has a, a book that has the symbol that the bracelet has or, you know, anything uh, that Ashani might point me towards. I, I assist in any way that I can. I'll carry books. <laughs> Take this to the boat quickly. Are you taking them back to the boat? Books that look important anyway. Yeah, can we spend a round or two to either use perception or religion or something to try to choose some books? Or investigation. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we just stack them all on Corby to carry back when yep. we're done. So while they're stacking up, I'm going to be like, so we, who's going to tell the captain like there's no treasure and that there's like no payout for this. It's like a big grand. I think if we describe it as a treasure map, we found something that points us towards the treasure. That'll keep her going. I th- I th- We're also going to take some of these books back with us too and give them to the captain to sell because they're they would probably be worth something. Mm-hmm. Okay. She just seems like she'd be really crabby that there was like no big chest of gold or something. Well, go grab that chalice for her, Corby. Okay, I'll get that too. Corby, are you going back into the chapel? Is that where the chalice is? That's where there are some chalices, or in the storage room for for the chapel. Is there anything in the library that looks like it's made of gold or silver or valuable? There's plenty of stuff that looks valuable. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a sack full of that. You find a flagon with the figure of a dragon. See, this is awesome. I'm gonna gr- pack a sack full of that stuff. There, treasure. That'll make her happy. So you are you are pillaging this um, ancient place of of peace and harmony. Just just a little. Just a little. Just a little <laughs> little pillaging. We have to pay the captain for our time for it's her time. Like it's kind a of thing. a curated pillaging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, saving the universe isn't cheap. I'm repurposing treasured items. All right. So the the longer you go, you you notice that the magical lights that are on uh, keep growing a little bit dimmer. Okay, two minutes. Two minutes, people. Okay, what are we rolling? You mentioned... Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. What do you want to roll? Investigation. I rolled investigation. Okay, good. To find books that are important. Sveinsvansik. Does perception work? Yes. Okay. We can use this for both your the, the treasure you find and the books you find. Okay, 17. Because, as we know, books are the greatest treasure. That's true. I was helping Ashani look for books by figuring out how this library functioned and then explaining how the library was organized. You mean you're going to figure out the uh, the the Dewey Decimal System? 
It's the flipper fin system. It's a little bit different. The flipper I, fin system. He didn't. He didn't. Ashani didn't really need my help because you know Ashani rolled a twenty-two on the first roll. So, but right. I mean, the eight would have given her the twenty-one, but mm. not that Ashani needed it. Uh, Corby, I know. I would also love a perception or investigation or something from you. I got an eighteen perception. So you see lots of shiny. Oh yeah, like what? You see that there are some some busts that seem to be made out of really w- rare gems. They're pretty small. There seems to be a like some miniature globes that are made out of a bunch of different precious and semi-precious stones. So you're like stashing these all in a in a sack that you found, I assume. Yeah, I carry I carry sacks just for this purpose, really. I mean, right. I do. So yeah, I'm cramming stuff in there. I'm taking anything that's shiny looks like it's valuable. As they're collecting treasure, and after I help Ashani figure out the Dewey Decimal System of this place, I go back out into the main room and start trying to figure out how to magic ourselves up and out through the pipe, because it didn't seem obvious for a way, of a way to, like, how do people egress from this place? That's what I'm looking for. Find the for. rope we use to get down here. Yeah. Well, that's true. We could just do that. I mean, some of us could do that better than that. With yeah. giant books. Well, Yeah. Hey, if you were in the Marines and you had to climb a and you had to climb a rope to the top of the crow's nest with sixty pounds in your rock, you can get up the goddamn rope. It's not that hard, people. Okay, I'm not in the Marines. Never have been. Put the books in a bag, tied to the bottom of the rope, climb up, and then pull the rope after. I'm just saying. Huh. I guess that it seems would, like a wise play. If you want to do it like that, I suppose. <laughs> Remember, Kelsey, short, tiny. My my ideas are good too. That's all I'm saying. Oh, obviously. I mean, if you have something, yes, you could do that. That's fine, whatever. So, Ashani, you, you rolled very, very well on your perception. So, as you are looking through the different sections, uh, Jameson sort of says, Oh, look, here's the section on religious stuff, and the things on Maim are more than half of the section. You see that there is displayed and uh, covered in, with, you know, a glass box is what looks like a fairly old, the Holy Book of Maim. It looks like a. An old edition, probably even before uh, the Emperor Balana edition, which at this point is 850-ish years old. So this one's probably at least a thousand, if not longer. And so you realize this may only be this may be the only time you have to actually interact with a book this old. And if this place is gonna flood or get destroyed, you're like, hey, let's maybe we take this, maybe we don't. Clearly, we're saving it. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're taking we're saving it. Sure. So you you take it off. It's displayed. It's open to the middle where there's like a beautiful sea picture. There's like land dwellers and and sea swimmers, and they're you know look they look like they're having some bit of a dance. And you kind of like slowly begin looking through it, and you find a picture. In a chapter that you don't recognize. Now, it's written in Old Common, whatever that is. It's not something you can decipher 100% sort of just glancing at it. There seems to be a section on the Ocean Keeper herself. And you see what looks like a, a, a picture of some sort of ritual. There are two people. One is kneeling on the ground. The other is, is holding something that's glowing in their hands. And there is the symbol of Maim, either carved or painted onto the ground beneath them. And that's the opener to that chapter. I'm going to gently dog ear that page. Close the book. <laughs> you dog ear the page what? of the 1,500-year-old yep. book? Jeez, yes. Oh, man. I want to take that book I'm away from you now. Well, you, you are so lucky, Ashani, that Jameson didn't see you do that because Jameson does not like when people mess up books. 
It's just a book. Jameson didn't see it because Jameson's out in the other room checking out the magic to see how to egress. I mean, there's a rope, but if there's another way. But I will slip that into my manta ray cloak that I still have on. Yeah, you might want to handle that yourself. Well, I'm hoping also that if water does come in, that having it in the cloak will help protect it. It's got sacred value, even if a page is dog-eared, and uh, it could potentially be pretty uh, useful. Every other page is crisp and clean. It seems like people probably wore gloves while handling this. All of the illustrations are, of course, hand-done, and they are beautiful. I didn't crease anything that was illustrated. I took pains to be careful. I'm worried about these lights going out, though. I don't want to stay down here too much longer. It's getting dark. So you go back, and uh, you you look in a few of the chests that are in the storage room, and you find a chest full of spell components. Ooh. So there are some uh, there are some good-sized gems in there that you can squirrel away. Well, I've, I've heard Jameson uh, occasionally whine about diamonds, so I'm on the lookout for those just because... You know, he's actually been helpful lately, so I want to help return the favor and give him any components he might need. So I'm looking for those as well as other items that could be just sold. I'll be the guy who gives Jameson like five aquamarines thinking they're diamonds because I can't tell. So I grab the expensive stuff that I know can sell well, and I don't ever mention to Jameson that I was trying to help him, that he doesn't need to know that. Where there's the rope and whatnot, but is there another way to get out of this place magically? Probably. Yeah, never mind. We'll just take the rope. If we're done in the library, obviously, I think we should return the bracer. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, because we don't need it anymore, and I think uh, Tina needs it more than we do. I, I agree with that. Wait, wait, the, the bracelet thing she's wearing? Yeah. I think we're supposed to keep it for longer so we can use it to, yeah, like, identify. My interpretation was we were to take it with us, not just to use in the library. But but isn't Tina supposed to escort us and help us along the way? So the bracelets, no, sabers, sabers taking us. That's what we got, yes, saber. Right. This is to help us. This is to help us identify the uh, the fake ocean, the ocean keeper faker. Saber was still in the room with Tina. Um, she's just kind of waiting for you. Just go back and get the fish. Well, the fish can't breathe air. Yeah, we had to flood this place. You have the uh, air magic spell, right? I do. Oh, we get an air-breathing fish. It's like the coolest pet ever. No, <laughs> I don't have air-breathing. I, I have water-breathing. Oh. Say it backwards. Say it backwards. Let's see if you could maybe uh, reverse it to make it a water-breathing spell. I'm also just going to go cast fly on the fish. Well, I know that, but I mean... Flying fish. You're going to you're gonna have a flying swordfish? Yeah. That, that has not? a little water bubble around it? Uh-huh. How is that not marvelous? That makes me exactly. so happy. Yeah, and it's, uh, it lasts up to 10 minutes, so we can totally fly him out of here. It'd be great. Between you and the water-breathing spell and Ashani and the bracelet, you're able to concoct a, a magical spell that puts a little bubble of water around around Saber. When you, you let her out, she is indeed flying. She's just this, like, fairly large bubble with a swordfish in it. Bubble of water. <laughs> And she seems really excited. Uh, she, she's kind of acting like a dog at this point. Like she's kind of following you and, and her tail is wagging or maybe she thinks she's swimming. You're not sure. This is like putting, this is like putting a dog in a car for the first time. They're just going ballistic. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. Except it's a gigantic goddamn swordfish. Except it's a swordfish. <laughs> that's awesome. I think we're climbing up the rope, right? Yep. Yes. You send Corby up first and the flying fish. 
then Corby can just pull us up. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I can do that. That's a great idea. Corby, Saber comes over and nuzzles you and then like swims off and you have a little damp spot on your shoulder. That's great. It's a friendly fish. I have a 24 strength check to get up the rope. You parkour up this thing. <laughs> uh, I do need a perception check, please. Oh, okay. I am not very perceptive. I'm too busy. That's a one. That's just, that's, that's not true. That is a, yes, that's a is. one. Yeah, it's a yeah, one. That is a one. No, I have a four. You're parkouring. You are so pleased with yourself. You're not really paying attention. No, I've got this big fish next to me. I'm showing off for the fish now. I don't know why I'm showing off for a fish, but I told totally you because this is how you do it on the land. Are you are you going straight up the rope, getting back to the lip of the pipe? Yes. Once you pull yourself up, you see that the there is another ship that has approached, and your ship is engaged in combat. I'm going to yell down the hall, ah, big boat fight up here. Avanti, Glitter and Blood is played using Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Our theme music is Ghost Dance by Kevin McLeod. Hear more at incompetech.com. Be sure to check out our other awesome podcasts. She's a Super Geek, Knights of the Night, Misdirected Mark, and gaming and BS. Jameson asked, who is the Ocean Keeper? But before we get into that, so tell me about your level ups. Tom, oh. do you get any cool new powers? Actually, we went to level five, right? Yep. Correct. Proficiency went up by one, which was nice across mm-hmm. the board for all of us. And I myself yes. got a uncanny dodge where I can use as a reaction once... Well, I have to look at the specifics of it. If it's once per combat or once per short rest, I can half the damage. That might come in handy. You can can tell us what you got new, Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. I can throw lightning bolts around now. I also can cast water breathing on us. Really? You took a water breathing spell? Yeah. That's a good idea. I know we have those cloaks, but you never know. Cloaks can be taken away from us, so. Mm, Yes, they can. But it does take an action to put it on or take it off, just so so you would have an opportunity to stop the person if they were doing it. Now, you might want to save you this know. for the actual casting, but what does the lightning bolt look like when you cast it? Oh, my lightning bolt? So the, uh, the material component is a, a rod of amber crystal or glass. My rod that I use is made of uh, a sparkling glass that is infused with glitter so that when my lightning bolt goes off it's all of the colors of the rainbow as it arcs across and through people nice it's it's almost a prismatic lightning bolt you'd say no i I wouldn't say that i'm still picturing your sparkling rod oh (laughs) is this the after show already (laughs) i wasn't really going for the dirty until i said it and then once i said once i said sparkling rod, i'm like oh man this is going to a bad place (laughs) dude do 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 Corby. Um, well, fifth level fighter, not a huge amount. The coolest thing is the proficiency bonus, which is great, and then the extra attack. So I get two attacks, which is pretty neat. Yes, Ooh, nice. All right, and Ashani. I can now destroy undead if I get lucky, and find and some. Define getting lucky. They have to be uh, under a CR one half, mm-hmm. so like skeletons and stuff. Shouldn't be too tough. 
<laughs> you can destroy undead babies. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm ready for one of Brett's games. <laughs> oh. Uh, so that, and then I gotta finally have access to third level spells. So. Yes. It might be a, you know, it just might be a good time to level up. Well, I think we all agree that level five wasn't that great. So, can we go to level six? I think level six is most appropriate. I'll vote against going to level six because I really don't (laughs) like the work of leveling up. (laughs) You can ask Brett. I've let characters linger at a low level. Yeah, he has. It's funny. (laughs) All right. You can stay at five. We'll go to six. We'll see what y'all do and how long y'all take to get to places where you're going. 